0: I want my chips with the dip, that's all I know. I don't
1: We are back for another edition of The Dip. God, man, this is much awaited. It's been too long. Sorry to the fan base. Um, Real life circumstances and technical difficulties have uh, (laughs) caused us some issues here and uh, kept us away from the podcasting world. Uh, Just want to say as a preface to this episode, um, just to let you all know. We recorded two hours worth of content regards, in regards to the All-Star game uh, for this year. Picking our personal All-Stars. Um, how, we, how we felt uh, the team should fill out. And unfortunately, um, technical difficulties have prevented that episode from being released. And it will not be released. And it's very sad. That so, is extremely sad. Yeah. It's it is extremely sad. Probably the <sighs> biggest obstacle... We've ran into yet with this podcast, so uh, but we're taking it in a stride and we're going to keep on rolling. We're back. I also got a, purchased a purchased a car, so I was really focused and consumed in all of my thoughts on that <laughs> recently. to not even like think about podcasting, let alone like really actually paying attention to basketball. Unfortunately, uh, me
0: too. Though, me too. It was just right. like sometimes. Even though we wanted to start doing this, you know, sometimes you just got to step away for at least a week. There was at least there was a
1: week there that I just didn't watch any basketball at all. Yeah, I I definitely like needed a needed a moment, I guess. Um, but we are back. We are excited to be back. And, uh, you know, it's uh, fitting that we lost that All-Star episode. And now we are recording on the night that um, Team LeBron and Team Durant were drafted. Um, so I guess that's probably the most current topic uh, in the world of the NBA right now. But before we really dive into that, uh, I was going to tell a quick little story. Uh, so me and my girlfriend went out to eat last night um, at a restaurant, Adam, that you know very well of, um, The Melt. so uh, oh, yeah. Columbus, Up in Columbus, Ohio. So if you are uh, native to Ohio and you've not eaten at one of The Melt's locations, um, it is fucking phenomenal. And if you ever passing through Ohio and you're near one of their locations... Definitely dive in there. Um, they got just a host of uh, awesome sandwiches, um, grilled cheese, obviously. But then like, if you are a vegan, they have a fucking phenomenal vegan menu. Uh, uh-huh. So they accommodate uh, people like me and my girlfriend. And it's great. The food is wonderful. Good service. Uh, good bar. Um, solid stuff. Great but anyway, bar. they have a couple pinball machines in there. Um, when you first walk in in a few arcade games, and one of the pinball game machines is uh, in, called NBA Fast Break. and it's a whole <laughs> fucking pinball machine for NBA. Like my girlfriend has recently started getting into the NBA because of the last dance and this book by Phil Jackson um, because she really like likes Phil Jackson because he's like kind of like a spiritual guru more so than like just a basketball coach. Oh um, yeah. So she's really like fascinated with that. And his approach to everything, and then like she's also like obsessed with the fact that Michael Jordan was just like a stone cold killer, and like she just wants to to be intense like Michael Jordan, pretty much. Like she's just like letting like Michael Jordan like motivate her, pretty much. Like (laughs) she's super into that shit right now, and like actually starting to like watch basketball and stuff, which I think is awesome. Um, Oh yeah. So she wanted to play the fucking pinball game. Uh, So we uh, threw some quarters in there and we played it, and like we actually did pretty good, dude. We were like. We got a, we won a couple uh, games off of like the scores that we got, and we won a few free like free like shots, you know what I mean, like balls. And oh, uh, nice. I actually made like the money shot, dude. There was like this basket thing, that was like like a basket, obviously like a hoop right in the middle <laughs> at the top. And I fucking whacked one of our balls, dude, and just <laughs> fucking yeeted that thing right into the hoop. And it was like sounded off like this alarm thing, and then we got like another free play. And I was like, let's go! <laughs> it was fucking awesome, dude. But I just thought NBA nerds would think that's funny because like random ass fucking NBA pinball machine. I'm hitting that, I'm hitting that up next time. Was this the one in Eastern or is this in Columbus? No, this was, well, this was the location in Columbus. Yeah, so for mm. everyone out there, there's a location in Columbus, Ohio. There's a location in Easton. there's also a location at the Cedar Point. Um, but I think there might be one more as well in Ohio, but I'm not 100% sure. But it's a great fucking restaurant. Um, and shouts out for them to have a uh, NBA pinball machine.
0: <laughs> they probably just picked it up from some
1: random place, and they were like, "You know what? This is this is a collectible enough for us to to throw in here." Yeah, and it was like with the Star Wars one as well, but it was like an it's like an old school looking one, like because it was like uh, I believe like they had like Kobe and Jordan like cutouts in the thing. You know what I mean? Like in the pinball Seattle Supersonics on there. Yeah. It was like, it was like old school, but <laughs> fun shit nonetheless. Um, we can go ahead and dive into these current events here. We're kind of just kind of throwing like a little freestyle session here talking about the NBA. So it's been a <laughs> minute uh, trying to have a little bit more of a relaxed, uh, relaxed setting here for this episode. Um, so, I got the draft right here in front of me uh, and mm-hmm. I have to agree with Mitch. Mitch was talking in our group, group chat, Team LeBron's going to destroy. They're going to fucking yeah. dominate.
0: Yeah, Team KD is out here doing some, you know, cute stuff. They got some Donovan Mitchell, Nick Vucevic, Julius Randle, Levine, William Zion Williamson, Devin Booker, Harden, all Tatum. The yeah, all the underdogs, you know, the guys that are just, you know, on the come up kind of, you know, having good seasons but like Guys that really haven't been part of bona fide, you know, contenders outside of, you know, Harden and Qui Leonard, obviously, and I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Right. Everyone else on those teams have just been on teams that really haven't taken that real next step yet. So I mean, it's it's the all star game, you know, though. You know what I mean? So it's it's not like it's too important, but this will be an entertaining game nonetheless. But yeah, Team LeBron. Oh, it's looking important because all
1: Brooklyn's good. trying to do is recruit Bradley Beal in this game. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> be like, <laughs> hey, look need, at this. Because they need four superstars to beat LeBron. Does anybody remember when Kyrie said he wanted to do it by himself? Pussy. Kyrie. We saw how Brooklyn went. Low key, though, I'm gonna throw shade at Durant for drafting both Harden and Kyrie but I'm also going to throw shade at LeBron for not at least like drafting Harden uh, you know what I bet I think it's lame Kyrie you think KD told probably told
0: Kyrie no KD probably told Kyrie that he was going to draft him first and like you know how that goes and like Kyrie's
1: like you better draft me first
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and they didn't want to they didn't want to play with Steph and like now LeBron's playing on Steph's team and that's just going to look a little strange
1: and like I don't know. That yeah. is going to be strange, but that starting five, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy fuck. I know. Like, Could you I imagine? I don't care if like you're, like, I don't care that it's just an all-star game. That's going to be entertaining. Oh, yeah. I want to see Luca make a step back three right over everybody on Team KD. Yep, Especially Kyrie. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie was having Kyrie, an awful game Kyrie here the just night. because you, and Harden just because of the comps.
0: Harden, okay, so Harden, Harden's been playing well in Brooklyn. He's been playing really well. I kind of like this version Harden of James Harden. MVP. He is. He like. He's just. He's the engine for that team right now. He like I respect. He, he plays point guard and like he's just he's making the ball move around and like he's just the guy on that team I, was, I mean outside of Durant, obviously, but.
1: But yeah, he's. I respect really making this stuff version for, for a number of reasons. Honestly, like I think it just goes to show that, like, yeah, it wasn't great how he forced his way out of Houston, but like we said before, we don't no. know what really was going on behind the scenes, and two, right. like, you're seeing now how well he can do in an environment that is truly set up for him to succeed in an environment that he is willing to ex- to be the best version of himself in yeah. order for his team to win. Not just playing fucking isolation ball. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah and he, he is playing his best basketball right now from a team standpoint.
0: Yeah, because he's not the one. And even he, I think there was a quote that he had came out with not too long ago. Where he was like, it was tiring putting up 30, 35 a night. And he could do it. But he was like, I was getting tired of doing that, basically.
1: Why do you <laughs> so, think Phil Jackson instituted the triangle? It's because everything was getting run through Michael Jordan. The rest of the team was just standing around. No one felt motivated. And Michael Jordan was getting tired of doing that shit. Exactly. You can't just you can't take on the whole burden like that. No. So, yeah, no, James Harden is playing phenomenal. And the other reason I really respect him right now is because I traded for him in Fantasy League and he <laughs> boosted my game up. I don't even and want to I talk like, about that trade. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even want to talk of about trade, that trade. I shipped like four people for a bum leg Anthony Davis and James Harden, which I knew Anthony Davis is going to be out for a while, but I specifically did that trade for James Harden. Mitch thinks it's because I tr- really wanted AD, and of course I wanted AD. He's one of my favorite players, but I, I wanted Harden. That's all I cared about. And it's paid off, so I don't God. give a fuck. Damn. You, flipped, you flipped. Who'd you flipped? You flipped Murray, healed. Mikael Bridges. Okay. Another person. Bridges, is that's a good asset. Yeah, Bridges was one of my first players. I'm not going to lie. My first reaction
0: to that though I was like oh my god he just fleeced mac. I was as soon as I saw that AD and
1: Harden were on your team I was like you've got to be kidding me. I can't like, wait for just... AD to finish out the season strong like the last season okay, just fucked Okay. But listen to right this. Up. But listen to this.
0: You have Devin Booker, Kristaps Porzingis, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, Christian Wood, Jason Tatum, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson. You have 10 fantasy gods on your team as soon as all those guys are healthy and playing together.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's going to be, it's going to be tough uh, at the end of the season because it just depends on really where everyone is at with the COVID protocols. You know what I mean? I think that's really what's going to determine it is like, Who's yeah. who's second half of the season is going to tank because of that?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering how my second half of the season is going to go because CJ is going to be coming back. I would say within the next two weeks, and Nurk is going to be back after the All Star game. So,
1: you spicy CJ. P is out too. You you ship Mitchell for CJ, dude. You need to me to me. You need CJ. <laughs> that trade did not go in your favor
0: yeah but you know what? I'm also glad I got rid of the assets that I did because i I dumped both Mitchell Mitchell was not having a great start to the season he I mean at least fantasy wise he wasn't really helping he me start out too much good because until he
1: went to my team
0: yeah, exactly now the net, the jazz are on this crazy streak and like now I was like forced to pick up uh Jordan Clarkson because Andrew dropped him. Andrew also dropped Kyle Lowry, which I feel like was a mistake because I swooped him, and I'm keeping him
1: that's, that's a solid pick. Kyle Lowry and Jordan Clark. Clarkson are solid pickups.
0: Kyle Lowry scored 18 points per game this season. He's mm-hmm. balling out. 18.6 yeah, assists, 5 rebounds. Like
1: Giannis and Trey Young and Joel Embiid who are just fantasy fucking gods. Yeah, exactly. So, Especially Trey Young. Yeah. Speaking of which, now that we've brought up Trey
0: Young, let's talk about this Atlanta Hawks situation a little bit. The first thing I want to get off my chest is not the firing of Lloyd Pierce or the alleged tension between these Atlanta Maybe Hawks players. Lori Dirty, dude. They did Lloyd Dirty. I really think so too because that guy's a good coach and I, he's a great guy too and I, he didn't deserve to lose his job. No.
1: He needs to be... I don't know why, like... He should just fucking go to Brooklyn and win a chip. Just be a staff member. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he wants, he go he to, wants Brooklyn to be... Or
0: LA. He should go to... Uh, he should have went to Minnesota. They should have t- taken him in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, but Minnesota went relationship between... Uh, the owner of the wolves and that guy that they had, Chris Finch, or whatever his name was. Yeah, is. yeah uh, they stole the him right league. off the Raptors bench mid-season. Yeah, that
0: never happened. Coaching him for a while. Exactly. Yeah, that's bullshit. And did I you see that Dame was about. upset because uh, because uh, David Vanterpool is the like defensive coordinator for the for the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. yeah. and Dame was like, I don't know why this guy can't get a head coaching job. He deserves it, and they're just like shitting on him basically, and like. Kind of hoping Vantiful comes back to uh comes back to Portland, but I doubt that's going to happen.
1: Right, I doubt that will happen too. Um, I did see all that, but yeah. In, in terms of Lloyd, I agree. Like you were saying, like you're thinking, like Trey had something to do with that, and I totally agree. I think, so. yeah i I don't
0: think that there's any way he didn't have a say in. Your skill being shipped out because we talked about this forever ago. Yeah, he is their centerpiece. He's their young star, and they want to hold on to him. I don't know. Like, I haven't watched a single Atlanta Hawks game this year. So I can't speak on what their on court chemistry is like. You know, like, nothing about the Atlanta Hawks truly interests me. They kind of have a weird team, and I didn't really have that much belief in them, although they. Seemed like they were trying to make some big off-court off-season acquisitions because, you know, they got Bogdanovich from that weird bucks situation and like yep. like they got uh they signed um Galinari to an awful contract, they signed Rajon Rondo to a big contract, like just a lot of really weird stuff that they're doing down there. I'm not particularly a huge fan of Trey Young to begin with. Um, I like John Collins at least somewhat. He's on my fantasy team. That's about as much <laughs> as much rep as I can give him. But I don't know like it's just it's a weird situation because I don't know like so I feel like the only reason that Lloyd Pierce was gonna need to get fired was because he was gonna be like the Brett Brown of Atlanta, you know, he brings them up out of their bad era, you know that the shitty era that they were a part of, and but he's not the guy that like you know is gonna get him over the hump. he's not that guy, he was just the guy that was gonna bring him that was going to raise their floor. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's hard to say like what was really going on. And I mean, how long has he even been the coach of Atlanta anyways? Two years, right? two years and that's it. Yeah. And it's just they, unfortunate. They, yeah. That's unfortunate. And now they've got media, like the mediocre uh, coach of the year, Nate McMillan.
1: At, yeah. <laughs> like he was the one, he I, was Indiana Pacers coach. And they brought him him in under Pierce too, like yeah. yeah. Like you were straight setting him up for that. Exactly. Exactly. That's what the
0: like that just sucks. Because now, like, I don't really know where Lloyd maybe he could go to Sacramento. Sacramento needs a fire Luke Walton. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. He is not staying there during the offseason. I for some reason I
1: kept thinking of the Rockets, but I'm like, they have Steven Silas. They're fine. Like I don't know. Yeah. Rockets are fine. The Rockets are in rebuild anyway, so they're going to tank. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to be selling on PJ Tucker here pretty soon. Tucker and Gordon, they're both gone. So that's interesting. Uh, Where could you see PJ Tucker going?
0: You know where I want him to go? The Boston Celtics. Okay. Okay. I could see Tucker could be a good piece for the Boston Celtics. One, I don't really know that uh, the Rockets really don't have a lot of center depth right now, so I'm kind of wondering what their asking price would be for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're going to have to ship out Grant Williams. I don't know if you're going to have to get whatever the Celtics should do. Yeah, but you're not
1: running PJ Tucker at the five on that team.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. So I like, I don't know if they like, if Houston wants fives in return because they're playing a different style of basketball right now. Cause right now, Tucker is their starting 5 He's ba- He's mm-hmm. they're back to playing that style of basketball again. Right. And super small. Yeah. They're playing Jay Sean Tate, who's in all, for all intents and purposes, he's the size of a shooting guard. They're mm-hmm. playing him a power forward. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. Fantastic OSU alumni,
1: out. Jay Sean Tate. It's,
0: yeah, it's Pickerington Central. Pickerington Central alumni too. Local guy. Um, Karis LeVert went to Pickerington Central too.
1: Nah, Yeah, he did. Get the fuck out. No, I'm serious. He went to Pick Central. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's Played so dope. Michigan. Played for Michigan though. Uh, Michigan. That's sick. Yeah,
0: that is sick. I though, can't.
1: Uh, I just kind of lost all respect for him. I'm not going to lie. Eh, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, State. Fuck.
0: I don't fuck with Michigan football. Fuck Michigan's football team. <laughs> Michigan basketball. Eh, okay, whatever. But yeah, like
1: a uh, PJ Tucker. Yeah, I could, yeah,
0: I could see him fitting on
1: the. I could see him fitting on the Celtics. That would yeah, be, I would like that. But like, what happens to Gordon? Like, are To get rid of Gordon, do you have to just throw P.J. Tucker in there because P.J. Tucker actually has some value, whereas Eric Gordon has been shooting an all-time low effective field goal percentage this year and just looks like fucking trash. Yeah, but you know what?
0: I saw a stat from the other night, and it said uh, league leaders and the amount of three-pointers made. Actually, I just saw it last night. Um, uh, League leaders and three-pointers made beyond 30 feet this season. I believe Dame was in first place with like twenty eight. Steph Curry had like twenty two. Uh, tra- yeah, I know Dame's got more range than Curry does. Sometimes it's funny, but um, well, they're even in range. But Trey Young was like third. I forget who the next four were, but uh, Eric Gordon was like tied for fifth, and he had nine.
1: Damn! <laughs> so he's launching. <laughs> he's launching threes from thirty feet out. Fucking <laughs> eating. <laughs> Someone said that on a podcast I was listening to earlier. He's like, this guy is just cranking for no reason. <laughs> and he's, he's missing cranking. a lot of them. Like it's like Eric Gordon. It's no, it's like Eric Gordon's like worst trait maximized to the absolute max. You know what I mean? Like, oh you know, he just God, fucking yeah. pulls for no reason. Just reckless Eric Gordon on <laughs> methamphetamine, basically. Uh, That's where we're at times at this we- point. How many times that we
0: see him do that for the Rockets in the playoffs? Reckless. Like, that was our best crucial. description of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking reckless, dude. Like huge moments that you need to like, exactly. move the ball around for a good shot. And this dude just pulls. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what are you doing? Uh,
0: from the Oracle logo, he's standing there and just... <laughs> <laughs> you got James Harden on your fucking team
1: and Chris Paul. He's He's cranking cranking fucking Logo (laughs) 3s. The fuck are you doing? Uh, uh,
0: uh, Oh, my God. You're a mistake, dude. But yeah, but then he goes off for 50 last season randomly. After he's been out like the whole season struggling. All of a sudden, he just drops 50 on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Gordon's back. He's back. (laughs) (laughs) Please.
1: Uh, Absolutely dude. not! Crazy shit, dude.
0: Uh,
1: for real though, I I do like that PJ Tucker on the Boston uh, fit. Um, I think he would be uh, a good fit for them in the postseason. But like, also, it's an expiring contract, so you're banking mm-hmm. on like him re-signing. But also, he's 36 years old. So like, what is the real value that he brings? Like, PJ Tucker hasn't looked amazing this season either. Like, mm-hmm. we know what some he's done in the past,
0: said, but... Yeah, some people even said he's washed.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, he's 36. Yeah, he's old. And <laughs> Like he's this old. dude said earlier, I was listening to him, like, he was like, unless you're LeBron, that's like 93 in basketball <laughs> years. <laughs> Pretty much, exactly. You he's know
0: what I mean? Small, full, small forward playing the center position.
1: He's he physically seems to be like he's in, himself. He seems to be like he's in good shape, though. Oh, yeah, no
0: doubt. No doubt he's in good shape, but like he's just like his corner three just doesn't look good anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, I, just, I mean, granted, I've watched maybe five or six Rockets
1: games this season. It's just like... we also got to remember he was catching dimes from one of the best Harden. passers. I mean, like underrated, an underrated passer. Oh, an amazing passer. Yeah, I know. And plus that hardened gravity
0: too. Right. Every, so everything wants,
1: shifted. Nope.
0: Exactly, and then Tucker is the guy you're going to let leave open because for some reason, PJ Tucker
1: can't hit above the break. He only hits from the corners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're talking about a limited wing who's been playing way out of his league in terms of position for too long. Who's 36 years old on an expiring contract. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't do that if I was Boston personally. Like, I like the fit for your postseason run this year but even then I'm questionable you know where he should go you know you know don't say Cleveland no not Cleveland don't say LA oh
0: come on (laughs) you're thinking LA put that man on the Los Angeles Lakers nope I don't want him we got too many old dudes dude you're turning that place into a fucking retirement home Jesus exactly. Christ. This is LeBron James <laughs> retirement home for championship runs. <laughs> Featuring Clutch Sports.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get this man a ring. Yeah, I don't know, man. Please. Uh, what would you do if the Lakers just released Mark Gasol before the buyout deadline? I mean,
1: it won't happen, but, you know, like, what I wouldn't be just, mad. I wouldn't be mad. I bad how bad free, would be either. And free up some room for them to just like pull in some like maybe like a couple of the wings. Ooh. Cheap I don't ass know. contracts. A couple. A couple though. But what's gonna what else is gonna be in the buyout market?
0: Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Blake That's Griffin. Rough. Oof. Oh yeah. Okay, so uh that brings me to this. Um I was listening to Zach Lowe podcast. Did you see he released one about, um, <laughs> it was basically all centered around the, uh, fact that Russell Westbrook and Blake Griffin are trying to age gracefully and it's really not
1: working. I, so I saw that episode. I was intrigued to listen to it, but I've been catching up on like all my other ones. And I've been really addicted to no dunks lately by the, the athletic. I don't Nate know Duncan. if you've ever listened. Uh, no, Nate Duncan is, uh, uh oh, don't no, do Yeah. I'm really addicted to fucking no dunks, dude. They're funny as shit. Really, no, I've never listened to them before. I'll check them out though. Yeah, they're funny as shit. They're goofy, but they're funny. Like after a while, you get like adjusted to it. But I like them. Oh, yeah. I've been addicted to them lately, but I need to watch that one because I thought that was a really interesting topic. See, I'll spoil this for you
0: though, and I'll spoil this for our listeners they were talking about the trade market for Blake Griffin. And they basically said it's a barren wasteland because nobody wants to trade for him because he looks so washed. You know, he just looks, he looks very, very, he has no athleticism.
1: No, he hasn't dunked since 2019. Yeah. It's
0: gone. It's gone. His, his left knee is bothering him that badly that he can't even get lift. And like, He's not even like uh, Zach Lowe said it looks too laborious for him to back even small forwards down in the paint where he just that was always Blake Griffin's signature move though I feel like I felt like that was his elite move was he would get in a post-up position and then this guy was always able to pull off ridiculously fast spin moves and mm. just spin right into the paint and he had great touch inside. It's just all gone. it's just all gone. I don't know if he needs more time to rehab. But basically what they had said was that Blake Griffin could be approaching the buyout market because the Pistons... Pistons are garbage right now. I mean, outside of like <laughs> Jeremy it's Grant. So bad. Like, they're They're so bad. Like, let the Pistons basically just buy him out and stretch that contract for the next, what, five, six years. And then... Because they're not going to get anything back from trading him. Nope. So let him walk, basically. And mm-hmm. then they said... Imagine Blake Griffin as the backup center for the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets—they said let him be the backup center for the Brooklyn Nets when they run. They'd there. have the worst defense
1: ever at that point, right? Exactly. You're running DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin as your fucking centers. Nicholas Claxton would be a better not option than both of them. Hey, Claxton's looks good. Claxton right. looks good. I was watching him, him the other night with Harden and uh, against Houston and they were playing good together. They just need a big body. That's what they need. They need a big body. And that's what Claxton is just le- and he's athletic. He's finishing lobs. He's and he's young. Let's passes. develop some young talent instead of fucking 96 year old fucking Deandre Jordan. I know. I know. I well, talk DeAndre's about basketball years.
0: Though. I know. Yeah, DeAndre's up there too. That's funny that I didn't... You know what? I didn't even think about that until you said that. Running Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, they used to yep. run together in in Los Angeles. They were, they were like a amazing front court in Los Angeles for years, but they never got it done. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Wherever Blake goes, it's just... <laughs> If, if I'm Blake, I'm taking a critical look at myself, unless he knows that he just needs more rehab and this time off is really going to suit him, you know? Unless he knows that this time is going to suit him, I'd be looking at taking a critical look at my career. If
1: because you're I'm Toronto, like, do
0: you grab him? What does Toronto, what, what would Toronto do with him though? Him they, have to play the him at the, they have to play him at the five though.
1: If and you're I just Boston, don't think, are you looking
0: at him? See, that could, be, that could be different because Boston would play him at power forward. If he somehow I, I, returns to something. Exactly. See, that's the big question. That's the big question is because until he returns to something of value, then you can start like really questioning where he could fit back in well. Because right now, he's not even putting in minutes and getting anything done for the Detroit Pistons. So that's, that's not good. He's not... He's not a positive player right now. And it sucks to say because when I first started watching the NBA, it was like the year Blake Griffin was drafted. And like this guy was flying all over the place, was an insane athlete and like just the craziest lob finisher and dunker you've ever seen in your entire life. And now he's just scooting on, <laughs> scooting on the floor with a
1: walker. Here's an interesting thought, then. If he can return to something. But maybe he knows that he is not of true value to an actual championship contending team. Say he gets bought out and maybe a team that's looking to add him in for some veteran presence and just to eat up some minutes in the rotation somewhere he can ride out the last few years of his career, get paid a little bit of money, not a lot, and basically just kind of help some young guys develop a little bit. Um, I'm looking at like maybe Cleveland. I'm looking at maybe like Sacramento, something like that. You know what I mean? (sighs) Sacramento just seems like a black hole of culture to me though. It seems like a complete black hole
0: because their management just seems so bad. And like their coaching situation is worse. And like, I don't know, like they have that whole situation with Marvin Bagley, not looking that good. Like, I don't know. If I'm any if I'm any player, I'm not really looking at Sacramento as a as an option for me. Unless Sacramento can somehow go through an entire rebuild because we've talked about it before on here, I think. Like I think they need to trade Buddy Healed, get him out of there. I think they need to be putting their chips in on Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox as their starting backcourt. Yep. I just I don't know what Blake Griffin's gonna be able to provide. To Marvin
1: Bagley and like Well, that's I mean if he's like if that's if this all of these for any of these situations he has to return to something we're saying something like just some sort of value like he would have yeah. to or else he really just, serves no value if you look at the stats yeah i I really think that if
0: Blake is gonna choose to go somewhere because I don't think he's true i don't think he's really getting traded but if he's gonna choose to go somewhere. Then he's going to contender. He wants to play limited, if not approaching significant minutes for a contending team. Cause I bet no matter what shape he's in, if he's able to get himself functional again, at least on his knees, and like can really start to, it, it's going to take a huge 180 in his entire playing style. But like if he's able to completely change his, Ways to become this very floor-based player, like I don't see why he couldn't be a contributing part of any team,
1: and, including you know, a
0: contender. Yeah, and like I mean, maybe that, maybe that move to Brooklyn wouldn't be so bad because he'd be playing in an extreme pace and space kind of offense that would allow him to shoot because he's shown he's a good shooter. At least now mm-hmm. in his career, he's a lot better than what he used to be. Yeah, but it's still below league average right now
1: yeah in terms of his yeah, point percentage
0: you know what i mean though you're playing the backup five for the brooklyn nets you're out there i don't think anybody's really closing out on you so he's going to get a lot of wide open looks and can he hit from the corner above the break at a respectable rate and i think that's what the nets would be really looking at if they're going to bring him in can he can he crash the boards can he hold it hold it down on defense somewhat because mm. Who's who's playing the four for the for the Nets right now? Who's playing the starting four position?
1: I A mean, guard. Bruce yeah, Bam. Bruce Brown. Granted, he's good at it. Sometimes they run him I don't, into five, even. Oh, that's so ridiculous! That's not like that's not going to work. They and like they what is Joe that? Harris? I mean, like I don't, I just don't see where Blake Griffin fits in because like you have plenty of open shots and just extra offense on top of the three superstars you have with fucking Joe Harris. And Blake Griffin doesn't bring enough on the defensive end of the floor at this point in his career to even really be worth it. Exactly. I don't know. It just doesn't look good. Uh, That's a decent bit on Blake. Let's shift pace to one Andre Drummond. Where the fuck does he go? (laughs) You know what I mean? They, they, Cavs got him benched right now until they can find him at (laughs) home. Andre, I don't know, man. He's...
0: So let's just go ahead and put this out here. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think Andre Drummond is the worst offensive player in the league?
1: No. No, no
0: chance. Really? I guess I've just... I guess I've banked on watching too many highlights uh, or I guess you call them lowlights of his play this season in Cleveland, where he just looks like he has absolutely no touch around the rim, outside
1: of dunks. I just think he he doesn't utilize his talents to the best of his ability. Yeah, yeah, because he tries I mean, to do the number one. He tries to go way out of his lane when he puts the ball on the floor. I don't know how many times I've iterated on this podcast how sick that <laughs> makes me when that man puts the ball on the floor. I mean, it makes me sick.
0: (laughs) I think the genesis of that was I remember seeing a highlight from back in like his rookie season. We're talking like it might have been his sophomore season, actually. This was like 2012, 2013. And he hit someone with a behind the back crossover like at midcourt and like the whole crowd just went like, Oh, you know, like everybody was like, what just happened? And I think that crowd reaction literally sparked an entire destiny inside this man where he's like, I have handles The ball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. I'm better than <laughs> <But> Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big man I think he has handles and he was just, just completely skyrocketed from there to where he's trying to size up from the high post and just
1: loses the dribble or just goes nowhere and gets i don't know is that like know. is he that can... the same reason why curry thinks he's a good dancer cuz golden state fans have just get gassed him up oh yeah cuz the, all they do is gas him up for hitting those crazy shots then doing these
0: stupid little dances i said it on my so last he just thinks he's, he's a, a good dancer, dancer. <laughs> oh
1: god he pisses me off when he dances so much no, but in all seriousness, uh, yeah, I, I I would have to agree with you on Drummond uh, in terms of like he probably does think he has a handle. <laughs> I mean, it looks yeah. like he thinks a handle on some of the play and decisions he makes. Um, but if I was to like find a home for him, I'm looking at like maybe Dallas. You know what I mean? Like a decent big man who could probably finish a fucking lob from Luca. Oh yeah, because Dallas has the worst lob finisher in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and play like can, competent defense to a degree. You know what I mean? Like drama plays pretty decent defense.
0: Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get pushed around. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't range into saying that he's close to like a good post defender, but like you know, no. he's def- he's just a big body though, and that's right. what's it's and can, like. and he can protect the rim. Yeah, exactly. Like he he gets blocks. He gets all those like. He gets all the pretty stats for for like a center, I feel like, you know. He gets the big time rebound numbers. He gets a couple blocks. He gets like maybe a steal here and there, you know, like he gets right. the Yeah, he gets like the the Instagram stats.
1: Yeah, and like their their center rotation' horrible. I mean, Willie Call it Sign oh, yeah. is awful. Chris Stapps Borzingus is a huge fucking question mark in terms of health. Like he needs to not play the five. He
0: needs to not play the five. They need to get him out of that that post position. Yeah. Yes, he, he needs to be space in the floor. Yeah, exactly, because that's what he wants to do, anyways. So let him run the four and run more around mid to. He had a beautiful mid range turnaround jump shot the other night. I saw in like a, in like a highlight, and I was like, wow! I was like, his shooting touch is just perfect because his release point is so high. Nobody can get. No one's gonna on yeah, it. no one's gonna touch that. So if I'm Dallas, I'm definitely looking at that. Having Andre Drummond play heavy center minutes for them would definitely bolster. It. They need a rebounding too. They need
1: rebounding so bad. If you're uh, Brooklyn, yeah, Dallas, Dallas. are you, if you're Brooklyn, are you looking at them? No,
0: I think if you're Brooklyn, you're really bought in on this Mike D'Antoni small ball because you know we've talked about it before on here. They're 100% bought in on that. They they want to be. This new Mike D'Antoni's basically taken all his, you know, acumen from
1: Houston and is now placing it and onto he's perverted Steve, Steve Nash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. but they—he was his coach before, so I mean, it all makes perfect sense. It's just like this is just like a long story that's been being told. Right. Exactly. So, like, I don't know. I just don't
0: think that that's why I think that Zach Lowe and um, who he was talking to on his last podcast were really bringing up about Blake playing the five there is because I just don't think that they, I don't think that they're really interested in true centers. I think they're really interested in forwards and we all know. Blake's not a true
1: center at this point.
0: Well, yeah, they're not interested in true centers. So like let him play the five, whatever it is for the Brooklyn Nets. I feel like the main reason that, uh, that DeAndre's on the team is because he's good friends with Kyrie him and uh, or, um and Katie. Durant. yeah yeah and Durant he's like yep. it's just the friend team
1: this is the the Brooklyn Nets are the friend team <laughs> remember are when the they, they when they formed up that's what it was it, it was those three guys were talking together that's what it was yep, yep. Ugh. Dinwiddie Dinwiddie's I don't know I think
0: where is he like going to get shit to?
1: they said Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's on the market
0: that's gonna piss Kyrie off. Kyrie's like good friends with Spencer
1: Dinwiddie, I guess. No, That's... I heard I heard rumors that Dinwiddie's on the market. <sighs> Who could use a good point guard? But he's injured. Miami? You ain't gonna get him. Miami. You ain't gonna have him for a year. Who's who's gonna actually take that? What Clippers? But you're not gonna have him for a year.
0: I bet he's back closer than a year. Some people were rumoring that he's he could be back for the playoffs. That's pushing it, though. That's pushing it. So yeah, he's oh, out for the rest of the season. But right. next season, yeah,
1: next so season he's
0: back. Effectively, that's a fucking year, though, dude. So like why would that would just be an off season acquisition, though?
1: No, but I'm talking about that's, him getting moved. Yeah, exactly. Like he'll get moved during the off season. No, 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 no. I've heard rumors about it happening before, like during the season. Jesus. That's what that's I mean.
0: Just, yeah, I don't know why somebody would do that then.
1: I don't Regardless, know. though. I don't
0: know. See, I am tentative to hope because you know who's in Miami's pocket right now. Who's in Miami's pocket? He plays for the Houston Rockets. He's a shooting guard. Victor, Victor Oladipo. Oladipo. I know is simping for Miami so hard right now. He wants yep. to be there more than he wants to be in Houston. And more than he wants to be anywhere, honestly, for some reason.
1: So I feel like... okay. It so helps their defensive identity. It would help Miami's defensive identity and help reinforce that. I think that he would just... I don't know how that's going to work out for them.
0: I really don't know. Because he plays I've...
1: hard defense, too, though, dude.
0: Oladipo does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I've never, he's one of those stars that I really have not paid much attention to or at least watched many of their games. But I do like him, though. I like Victor Oladipo. But it just makes you wonder what Miami is going to do because I think if you're taking him on, you have to get rid of Robinson, you have to get rid of Harrow you have to start trying to bolster that center rotation a little bit better than what it is now. Because right now they have a kind of precious playing center. I forget what his last name is, but I don't know. That's, That's interesting to think about. And it's interesting to think about Andre Drummond to Dallas too. I think that could be actually a really good move. And you know what? Who better than to try to train to change Andre Drummond's mind than Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban's going to sit him down as soon as he's on that team and he's going to say, "Listen, Andre, we respect what you've done <laughs> and your other stops of NBA teams where you've tried to show off your uh, handle and I'm sure your handle is great in practice and that's about <laughs> as far <laughs> that's as far as we want it to go." So, when you're stepping on the floor for the Dallas Mavericks, you're going to be running the rim. You're going to be running the rim side to side, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're going to be catching lobs and get Mark boards. Cuban to set him straight. Exactly. Mark Cuban's going to be like, you're not going to fuck around on my team. Especially with <laughs> the <with Daunche.
1: laughs> we, we got a goddamn Euro pretty boy who's going to take exactly. us to a chip and you ain't going to fuck this up.
0: <laughs> He's got two of them. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it's time for the, uh, the Mavericks to be shopping Cleva. I think it's time for them to be shopping Pal. Yeah, Pal too. At um, least one of those two. I think they need to be shopping Richardson. I think the, Ma- the Mavericks should be selling right now and they need to be selling high on guys for what value they have left. I'd be selling why high do... if you're trying to make a push this year. Why are they why are they not starting
1: Tim Hardaway Jr.? Is he that I... bad on defense? Why is no. he not starting? He is in my ter- in my opinion he is more valuable, way more valuable to that team than Josh Richardson is. Exactly. Josh Richardson's jump shot looks bad too. Right. It just looks bad. The on off stats reflect that too.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what their end game is with him because like I don't know if it's just me and selective viewing of Dallas Mavericks games, but I feel like every time I've tuned into one of their games, Tim Hardaway Jr. is balling out of control. This guy's going like eight of eleven from three and like hitting a bunch of open shots. He's a total like confidence player, but like, I don't know. I don't know why they're not starting him. I don't know why they don't make that an option at least. Right. So yeah, the the Mavericks really need to be selling and picking up Andre Drummond could be a really good move for them. And you know who else could really fit in? Well, there's Nikola Busevic. Busevic to Dallas would be an awesome move. Yeah. And I would almost say that if they could trade KP for that, that they should. I know. Porzingis is what it's gonna take for that, then yeah, ship him. sucks because you're just giving up on him. But like Porzingis just hurt so often. And then at the same time, like he doesn't look like he looks like in New York. In New York, he was like he was like like slashing, shooting four like four and was getting big numbers every night. Now he just looks like he just wants to shoot. He just wants to shoot, shoot,
1: shoot. Yeah, he's uh he's He's been looking like a shell of himself, I would agree, especially if you're trying to make a run this year uh, when things are so uncertain, uh, especially with how like the Lakers season has been going, like you know what I mean? Like I don't know yeah. I would sell high, and make a fucking run for it if that's truly really what you want to do. Um, but I also think they're a product of a team who might be pushing a little bit too hard too early
0: mm. Yeah, because you know, look at look what Luca's already done for this team. Granted, they only went to what the were they in the first round last year? Yeah, made to the first first round? round
1: against the Clippers. Took them to six,
0: and they did well. They did well in that series, even though the Clippers were obviously the better team.
1: They did well, and they stood if up. If KP's the... healthy, that Clippers team gets bounced. I still stand by that.
0: Yeah, because for some reason, like the Clippers just choke.
1: <laughs> and KP was spazzing in the bubble. Yeah, he was. It was the shooter. before, he tore, the paradise. Yeah. before oh, he tore his meniscus. Yeah, before he tore his meniscus, man, he was, he was he was tearing it up. And <clears throat> honestly, that brings me to my last topic. Actually, no, that doesn't bring me to my last topic. I'm saving that for for <laughs> one more, for one more take. <laughs> um, but last topic was going to be. Um, Dame Lillard oh yeah Uh, people need to start respecting him in terms of the MVP conversation because god damn this dude is so clutch he is he's extremely clutch actually
0: now is a good time for me to start talking about my Portland Trailblazers because if anybody realized they won like I think it was six or seven games in a row and I well they won like six of eight games and like those six games were it was like during a road trip so this team is starting to come together and I'm pretty proud of them because Covington and um what's his name Derek Jones Derek Jones are starting to look good and they're starting to look comfortable in Portland which I really love because I love those guys um Anthony Simons Anthony Simons is looking good too he's looking like he's, up. they're allowing him to like you know Granted, last night you said you watched a little bit of that game. Did you see that stretch where Simons took like five shots in a row? Yep, he made he made like two of them. But like, I'm like, okay, this guy has the ability, obviously, to play aggressively, and because he made he made a three mm-hmm. off the of size up, and then he got switched onto, um, I think it was Wiseman. He, no, he got switched onto Looney, and he yep. drove right on Looney and just scored right over top of him. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, yeah, he's making can, some
1: good good plays.
0: Yeah, and like what it comes down to, though, for the Blazers sometimes is the fact that they just don't pass the ball, and I don't really know why they don't. Like, it seems like they're either completely locked in on swinging arounds and like almost like panicking swinging around, or it's they're letting guys play isolation, and that's where I feel like Melo does fit into the team really well is because he. He had at least what six or seven isolation looks last night where he was taken from the mid-range and it's looking I'd like seen, OG Mello last night. Yeah, he was looking like OG Mello. He's putting work on Wiggins and whoever was switched onto him in the post. Posting up clowns. Eating. He was eating in the post. Love to see it. Turning around, and just fucking fading on people. I tell you what, dude, Portland Trailblazers were in their Oregon City editions undefeated so far. Not surprised. Those are fire. They are. They are. But Dame Lillard, bro. Yeah, Dame is spazzing. And you notice he didn't play much in that that first half because they have to save him for those moments. They have to save him for those big moments because Dame comes through every single time. This guy is hitting clutch basket after clutch basket after clutch basket in every game that he's in. And it sucks that the Blazers have to be that close at the end of games and carve out these one, two, three point wins. But like, if Dame Lillard's your guy, then why not give him the ball? This guy is so unbelievably ice cold in the clutch and it's just crazy to watch because nothing affects him. And Blazers are making it work right now and I'm happy for them. I'm happy to see them. They're they're sitting at 20, 20 and 14 right now. So it's not bad. They're climbing back up in the West again. They At one point, they were fourth. But now I think they're back to like fifth or sixth. So they had, they lost a couple, but like
1: they're
0: looking good. I'm happy
1: for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I totally agree. They are looking good. Um well, I don't know about you, man, but that about does it for me. Yeah, I think that's about it. We'll finish it um, off with one more take.
0: Oh, one more take.
1: Oh, I gotta think of something. You gotta go with yours first. You want me to go with mine first? Oh, yeah. All right. You ready for this? This is what I, what I accidentally <laughs> almost dropped there a few minutes ago. Kawhi Leonard leaves the Los Angeles Clippers after this season because they're not making out of the West. Oh, my God. Enters the free agency market. Doesn't oh resign. sign God. Classic, classic Uncle Dennis move. Done. Oh, my God.
0: One more take for me. What can I say? What can I say? Huh? Robert Covington is in the skills challenge and he will win. One more take. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> That's it for us. Um, Shout out to Richardson, Texas, all of our steady listeners. We hope you guys have been, you know, checking out some of our Older episodes. Uh we put in a lot of work on Beelar Nobile. We hope you guys really enjoyed that one. That one was really fun to record. And like, you know, we appreciate going back and seeing some of our older episodes. We see some people are just, you know, going in for the long hauls on binges and stuff. So that's good to see. So we apologize for that little lapse there, but you know what? Yeah, step away from the game sometimes. Those of you that's seen Kiki's delivery service, the studio Ghibli movie sometimes you got to step away because you lose your magic powers after a little while. This is kind of
1: a childish <laughs> reference, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're back in touch though. We're back on the grind and, uh, we're ready to roll. So we'll definitely be having a steady stream of content here. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, thanks again to all the listeners. Uh, you can engage with us on Twitter at pod dip or on Instagram at the dip pod. We appreciate all of you. And, uh, until Sunday, hasta luego. Asala Wega Asala